the volume. Moneyline Monaco is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There is no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. This is why I love betting on the FanDuel Sportsbook. There's great odds and markets for the NBA, NHL, college basketball, and so much more. There's amazing new and existing user promotions. It's America's number one sportsbook. It's easy to use. It's safe and secure. You get your winnings if you want to cash out in as fast as two hours. And how fun is it to combine multiple bets from the same game into a same game parlay? Discover the most popular same game parlays each day right when you log in presented by FanDuel on that homepage. If you are new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started right now. Sign up with promo code MONACO so they know I sent you. Disclaimer, 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, or Wyoming. to another episode of Sports Gambling with Money Line Monaco. I'm your host, Alex Monaco. Break out the Harry Potter brooms, baby. Sweep, sweep, sweep. 6-0 in the NBA last night. All documented, all posted. Make sure you are following me on Action Network's app. All picks tracked there. Also posting my picks on Twitter at Alex double underscore Monaco and Moneyline Monaco on Instagram. And then we throw up some videos from my TV show Monday through Thursday on MSG Networks in New York. Look, I was Danny Dialed. I was chasing suns and heat on the road. It was very hard for me to continue to rock with them yesterday. As you saw, if you did listen to the best gambling show ever, I was on the heat. I was on the Suns, and I was trifected out in the Heat. First quarter, Heat double result, minus three, and on the money line, Suns. Didn't feel as confident, but I did swallow the six, six and a half, and then a little Suns and Heat money line parlay with a Liverpool live with them going down 1-0 early to Villa. This is how we do it, baby. Just trying to cash, trying to eat, trying to bring value to the market. Again, if you have not subscribed, rated, or reviewed, this podcast goes a long way. iTunes, Spotify truly means a lot. If you shout me out, I will shout you out. This is a community. This is us versus the books, people. I'm just a guy out here trying to win more than I lose doing the sleeves rolled up research, getting it in. So without further ado, let's dive in. Wednesday, May 11th, and I am throwing this up on YouTube as well under Moneyline Monaco if you want to check out any videos there. I'm also throwing up pics from bull shows on that platform. Just just trying to poke my head at my fro in wherever I can, baby. You know what I'm saying? Let's get into it. Game five, lock of the day. 
I'm a little nervous. I'm a little nervous, but I'm going to swallow the five and a half points. I'm going to take the Boston Celtics at home against the Milwaukee Bucks. And we've seen an interesting back and forth series between these two Bucks win game one and three Celtics game two and four. And this almost shows you more of what the Celtics identity is when we're talking about a team that's going against the champions from last year. Getting knocked down and bullied in game one. Coming back game two. Winning by double digits at home. Getting a tough break on a putback by Horford in game three that would just missed it going to overtime. And then being down late double digits end of the third, early fourth quarter against Milwaukee. It was Milwaukee all game four leading and Boston just trying to catch up, trying to catch up. And they stuck it out and they stuck together and they got a 30-piece from Al Horford, the ageless 35-year-old wonder. And a big game from Tatum, 30 as well for him. They both tied for the leading scores. You get 18 from Marcus Smart, 18 from Brown, and a double-digit off the bench from Derek White, who's been stupendous in that role he's been playing. And that is enough to beat this Bucks team. This is, this is really how I'm looking at the painting in this series. There's just not enough offensive weapons for Milwaukee. I mean, I'm looking at this box score, 116-108 in game four. Giannis gives you 34 after a 42-point game. And Brooke Lopez, who really has been night and day in this Celtics series on the road versus home, he is averaging 17 points at home. On the road, he is averaging 4.8 points per game 4.8 points per game they are locking him up in the TD garden but he gives you 17 Drew never takes a holiday 5 of 22 gives you 16 now I've said this I said it on the best game we show ever I've said it multiple times Drew Holiday is not a 25 point every game guy he's given you 25 in two of these four games and they've won that's a little blues clue there But he comes back down to earth with 16, where he normally is, 16 and 19 in the losses. Wesley Matthews, Grayson Allen, and Pat Connaughton, with a side of Bobby Portis offensively, is just not enough for me to feel comfortable that if it goes tit for tat, that these Milwaukee Bucks can best the Celtics. Do the Cowherd theory. Who are the best five players in this series, three of them unequivocally are on Boston in the top five outside of Giannis and Holiday. I don't trust on the road, and that is the wild thing here. Boston did enough, and it's almost karma because the Bucks really could have gotten the two seed. Remember that two through four came down to one game. They chose to throw in the towel, mail everybody in, and sit last game of the regular season instead of win. And just kind of take it easy at the end of the season so they didn't have to face the Nets. Celtics took on the challenge and now they get two home court games in the next three. And I'm on the Celtics in the series and I would encourage you to fire on that. It was minus 200 before the series. It's now down to about minus 135, minus 138. That's an excellent purchase in my humble opinion. And then you look at what it is statistically on a trend standpoint, Spucks team can't cover against Boston. 
one in 10 against the spread in their last 11. One in 10 in their last 11. And the Celtics, going back to last series, have covered six of their last seven. They're an excellent cover. And the two games they won, they covered easily. Matter of fact, 116-108 as a one-point dog. And then they smoked them in kind of a game that I feel like could definitely mirror what could happen tonight in game five on a 109-86 routing. Now, again, they shot 65% from three in that first half. They got 25 from Jalen Brown that first half in game two. I don't know that that'll necessarily happen. But we saw 32 points difference between Giannis and Tatum in game three. 42 for Giannis, 10 for Tatum. And they only won by two. By two. On a 4-19 shooting night for Tatum. This Bucks team during the regular season allowed the most three-pointers attempted and made per game. Let's not forget that. They're playing excellent, excellent playoff D. It's the only reason they're even in this series is their defense, believe it or not. But when these timely shots start happening for Boston, when they show up like they did in the fourth quarter with 43 points on 16 and 19, four or five from three in the quarter, I mean, that was 1.9 points per possession in that period, per possession. And then you know what they've been at home all season, which is 28 and 13. I got to feel very, very good about taking the Boston Celtics covering on a minus five and a half point line in my lock of the day. Let's keep it moving. I'm going to go degenerate special. All right. I'm lukewarm on this Grizzlies Warriors game. I really am. And it's a no jaw game. Again, no jaw. We know what happens when no jaw is playing. They are very good still. But I do want to point out a little in the weeds number that I'm noticing when jaw isn't on the court on the Costco sample size of the season. So I'm on the Celtics money line in this degenerate special. And I'm going to parlay it with the Warriors on the money line. I'm doing what needs to be done. Minus 174 on the money line. I'm laying it in the parlay, getting plus 130 on a parlay for both of these teams. Now, we do know that this Grizzlies team was... 20 and 5 without John Moran. But let me put it into context for you. 11 of those teams, of those 20 victories, did not make the playoffs. So 11, a little over half of those 20 wins were against teams. And look at the NBA playoffs. Half the league makes the playoffs. I'm sorry. Now, they still would have gone 9 and 4 without them. And that's still not bad. But you look at what this Grizzly supporting cast has been this season. No other Grizzly has averaged more than 19 points. Ja averaged 27.4 this season. Tyus Jones, who's been a great backup point guard, number two on the team with 4.4 assists, a little drop from 6.7. Steven Adams is third in assists with 3.4. That's not very impressive from a 
a team that you would otherwise think who played in game four very together would be what they have been in the assist category all season. Now, I'm impressed that the Grizzlies had five guys in double figures. I really am. JJJ, Jaron Jackson, 21. Tyus, 19. Brooks, 12. Adams with a double-double. Anderson, the Andersons got tickets to the game. Mr. Kyle at 17. And Bain only had eight. And this is part of my thinking. Let me talk about Bain for a second. He's not right. Desmond Bain is not right. And he's dealing with a back injury. And this dude is just hurting. He's out there for his team. Because when I tell you that he had double digits in every game against the Timberwolves, scoring-wise, and four of those games in that 4-2 series were over 20, one over 30, and then you look at the Warriors series, he's at 9, 5, 8, and he did have a 16-piece. But 9 points, 5 points, and 8 points for a guy that was 20-plus I really 23 plus. He had 23, 25, 26, and 34, plus two other double digit outings against the T Wolves. His back's off. So we're getting a Warriors team tonight going against a team without their best player, and their second best player is hurt. Now, the Grizzlies, to Taylor Jenkins' credit, did right some wrongs. I mean, geez, you saw the boat race of 142 put up by the Warriors in game three. They shot 63% and 53% from three. They came back down to earth, shot 40% and 24% from three in game five. Not, game four rather, not great. In fact, Curry with his 32-piece most coming in the fourth quarter was one of the only bright spots for this Warriors team. But it's kind of what I'm getting at. We had a Warriors team that shot terribly from the field. Curry was 4 of 14 from 3. Unlike him, missed 15 field goals on the night. Clay Thompson didn't hit a 3. 0 for 7. Jordan Poole 0 for 3 from 3-point land. So, 4 for 24. The Splash Brothers plus Poole win from three. Draymond gave you two points and they still win the game 101-98. It's situational basketball with a veteran team that has seen every kind of outcome of a game known to man versus a young, hungry team here. And that's how I'm looking at game five. Grizzlies are going to have the crowd. They're going to have a lot of momentum, but that's just crowd momentum. Is that real momentum? You could make a case that this Grizzlies team is up 3-1 in this series. They could have been up 3-1. Ja makes that layup. They win this game for hard-earned, defensive-minded, but no. This is what happens in the NFL. This is what happens with veteran playoff teams in the NBA. They find a way to win. I feel like this Warriors team who's capable of winning on the road, they've already done it in this series once. They've done it in a previous series against Denver. They're going to go in And all they have to do is play their game because the Grizzlies have to come out and play above their pay grade. Now, I know they're the best team against the spread, and that's why I'm not touching plus four. There could be value on the Grizzlies plus four here. That nine and a half was a sharp pick 
for anyone out there taking the nine and a half. For me, I got to go with what I got to go with, which is Warriors on the money line, closing them out, not fading the Warriors here with no John Morant and a hurt Desmond Bain. And I'll go Celtics on the money line. I do recommend taking the Warriors on the money line solo as well, swallowing the points. Now, Grizzlies are an excellent first quarter team. They've won the first quarter every single game this series, including last game. So if you want to wait, try to get a better number, maybe the Grizzlies come out and win the first quarter again. Then I'm wrapping it up. I got to hit a prop here. I'm so due. All right, these wire-to-wires double results are kicking me. I'm going to go with just a humble double-double from my guy Al Horford, the ageless wonder, coming in, and we're getting plus money here at the book. This is plus money for him to get a double-double. Now, he had 30-8 and last game, but three double-doubles in this series. They know they need him to rebound, and he's been rebounding. 10 rebounds in game one, had a humble 12 and 10, had a humble 11 and 11 in game two, and a monster game three on the boards, 22.16 rebounds, and then of course that 30 and eight piece in game four. He's averaging 18.8 and 11.3 boards per game. He's in there getting boards over Giannis, getting boards over Brooke Lopez. It is quite impressive. And we know that this Bucks team is a better rebounding team than the Celtics. Clearly. Out-rebounded them 48-38. In game four, you look at game three, out-rebounded them 53-47. You look at game two, Celtics did outboard them by three, which is part of it. But ultimately... Al Horford is the number one rebounder for the Boston Celtics, period, point blank. Even with a hurt Robert Williams, they're going to need him even more. Might get a little bit of an increased role too. I know he's kind of a stretch four, stretch five, and that's fine. But he still bangs on the boards. So I'm going to take Al Horford, the 35-year-old, who ended with a career high, career high 30 points. 11 for 14, 5 of 7 from beyond the arc. Averaging 18.8 and 11.3 boards per game in this series. I love it. Mr. Horford, double-double. That wraps up today's show. Celtics over Bucks covering Celtics and Warriors on a money line parlay. And a little Horford to wrap up today's program. Thank you for tuning in. Sports gambling with the money line, Monaco. Shout out to Brums on the ones and twos. And as always, don't forget to hug your mothers. Make sure to subscribe, rate, review all things Moneyline Monaco podcast would mean a lot if you subscribe on YouTube as well. We'll see you tomorrow. Ta-ta real smooth. The Volume.